Opening Scene The Thursday of October 26, 1775, was a chilly day, but a day marked with clear blue skies and sunshine, an unusual sight for London, a city renowned for its foggy, dreary weather. But that Thursday afternoon, Londoners would not have mistaken the pleasant weather for any good omens. That Thursday, His Royal Majesty George III addressed the opening of Parliament on a distressing issue that gripped the island nation and had already claimed the lives of over a thousand young British soldiers. War with the American colony. American colonists were in open revolt against the Crown, but what was the proper reaction? War or reconciliation? The King's Royal Cavalcade rode in splendor from St. James' Palace to the Palace of Westminster, departing at two o'clock and moving at walking pace. Almost six thousand Londoners had turned out to catch a glimpse of the royal procession and its gorgeous pageantry. The demonstration was certainly a sight worthy of the British Empire and the height of its power. The King's four-ton coach rattled the ground beneath its feet. It stretched twenty-four feet in length and thirteen feet in height. Under its gilded crown were elaborate decorations that included three cherubs for England, Scotland, and Ireland, as well as four sea-gods to remind all who saw that the seas belonged to the British Empire, an empire that stretched from the Americas and the Caribbean to India, an empire with one million souls in its capital city of London, the largest city in the world. At thirty-seven years old, the king inside the carriage had decided that if the American colonies did not obey the crown, then they would be made to obey. The fact that he had never been a soldier and had never actually visited the American colonies only reinforced his belief that the Empire's armed forces could quickly win a full-scale war against the band of American rebels who dared defy his authority. Lord Sandwich, the King's First Lord of the Admiralty, summed up his and the King's shared belief that the American rebels were raw, undisciplined, cowardly men. To fight these raw, undisciplined cowards, the king had already dispatched his three finest generals to the Americas, William Howe, Henry Clinton, and John Burgoyne. Specifically, he had dispatched them to the current hotspot of the fighting, the Siege of Boston, and the king had practical concerns to worry about as well. Allowing the American colonies to fall would only embolden the empire's other colonial possessions to break free as well. As he wrote to Prime Minister Lord North, I am certain any other conduct but compelling obedience from the American colonies would be ruinous, and therefore no consideration could bring me to serve from the present path which I think myself duty-bound to follow. Booming cannons saluted the king's arrival. After performing his perfunctory welcoming formalities, he took his place on the throne, sitting at the forefront of the House of Lords. He went on to announce, in a powerful voice that carried throughout the house, one of the most important speeches ever delivered by an English king. He declared America to be in rebellion, and confirmed that he would meet that open revolt and desperate conspiracy against the crown with an additional commitment of land and sea forces, including foreign mercenaries. Lastly, he denounced the leaders of the rebellion as seeking American independence, a claim that those leaders themselves had not yet declared. It was a claim that practically ruled out the option of reconciliation. If the American rebels sought independence, then it was not a tax-related rebellion at all, but an all-or-nothing struggle, a revolution. After his twenty-minute address, the king returned to his palace as peaceably as he went. 
confident that the Empire's immense naval and land power could stomp out this American Revolution within weeks. The House of Lords agreed to the King's proposal for all-out war by a vote of 69 to 29. The House of Commons agreed to the King's proposal with even more enthusiasm, voting in favor by a margin of 278 to 108. The King soon thereafter appointed a new secretary for the American colonies, Lord George Germain, who declared that his mission would be to put down the riotous rebels in his new domain. How would he do so? With a decisive blow.